I feel like the big takeaway is like, this is real, but there's no reason to suffer. And I hope, I hope more people can come to know that, that there's, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, that there can be, may take a while to get there, but there is. Welcome to the Stolen Hours Podcast. Conversations with known or unknown creatives across the arts. Guests share what they create and the backstories that have made them who they are today. Listen in to help support the community of creators and to find some inspiration of your own. The following is episode 36, a bonus episode with image rights rep and art historian trained Joanna Smith. All right, this is a bonus episode, just hooking you all up with uh, a conversation with Joanna Smith, who is one of my old students. She is uh, art history trained by uh, in her education, but she's involved with the image rep um, world, you know, putting out images for uh, from museums to things like Jeopardy, which is kind of cool. And uh, also, she's someone who's a really a mental health advocate, um, so she definitely gets into that too a bit here, so... Enjoy the conversation, and as always, follow along at the Stolen Hours podcast and thestolenhourspodcast.com. You can see back catalog as well as what's coming up next. All right, subscribe if you haven't yet, and thanks for being a part of this community. Enjoy. All right, today on The Stolen Hours, we have Joanna Smith. She works in the field of image and footage rights and reproductions. She has a master's degree in art history that she got from American University and earned a bachelor's degree in the same field from the University of Albany, good old Sony SUNY school. Um, Joanna is a passionate about properly composed burritos and <laughs> raising awareness about mental health, which I love that as part of the bio you sent me. Properly composed burritos, which I just had one right before this. Review here, and but I know that for sure mental health awareness is um, part of your passion too. So welcome, Joanna. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Nice, nice. Well, um, very fun. I've I've definitely kept in touch with you over the years after yeah. your graduation and uh, from the school where I teach. And ultimately, uh, yeah, I'm excited that you ran into the field of art history in the early days and are still in that world sharing. Uh, the images from museums and whatnot mm -hmm. to the world uh, out there with right, you know, rights usage and all those things. Um, can you talk about your job a little bit? What do you do and what's sure. it like in that world? Yeah, um, I've been with Bridgman since October of 2019. And what I do is I support the account managers. So basically if they get a client such as Jeopardy, I make up the orders of the images that they use on the show. So I just, I combine that and then that gets they pay us for that and they use those images so we, we use nice. with stuff like jeopardy with book publishers with um, museums and other cultural institutions nice nice that. there's, a, there's a, a whole a whole behind the scenes there that none yeah. of us are privy to <laughs> yeah that's cool so it so with this um yeah with like a show like jeopardy basically they they contact your company and they seek out we have Im we desire images for this this and this exactly and is it is there at times like some of those images are not available and you give options 
Um, sometimes if those images aren't available, we do give options, but usually with Jeopardy, I think the way it works is they have more access to our okay. images than they would because they use such a high volume of images that sure. we we're usually, they're usually able to like, if you need say some images are more modern and require, um, permission from the artist and they are usually more able to comply with that since it's a bigger institution. That's cool. That's cool. And I, yeah, I guess they, they have a direct access to maybe the archives of what you guys have, and they can kind of yeah. pull from that for questions and whatnot. So, so yeah. interesting. So would you say that um, your, your image making days led you right into that art history education? Um, to be honest, I would say that my schooling led me into the appreciation of art because I was taking when I was at Albany my freshman year, I took a course, I um, was in a program called Project Renaissance and we had two of our courses assigned to us and one of them was Survey of the Art of the Western World One and it was at 8.45 in the morning on Tuesdays and Thursdays. <laughs> and when I got assigned the course, I said to my mom, this is art, it's boring, I'm not gonna like it, I'm gonna fail. And I showed okay. up begrudgingly at, um, that time on Tuesday and I was just enthralled and wow, okay. it really got me into the world of art history. Wow, so this was almost like a foundation course you just had to take. Yeah, exactly. And they were like, All right, I'm going to be tortured with this, but you, but you were right there enjoying it. So what was it about the course? Was it even just the, the professor who was passionate about it or was it a particular era that intrigued you or brought you into the art history world? It was definitely part of the professor who actually went on to be my senior thesis advisor. But it was also just the the primitiveness of the art and the markings and what what story it told, like what this symbol told and what that symbol told about the image or the sculpture that really just I never realized that you could tell you could learn so many stories from just single markings. Sure, sure. So almost like the anthropological stories, the social yeah. stories, the history of the cultures, and yeah, from uh, yeah the cave 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 paintings all the way yes. up to modern day installation. Definitely exactly. So, was your uh, what was your expertise when you what was your thesis on and stuff when you were in college? My senior thesis in Albany was on the synagogue at Dura Europa because yeah. they were people are there's an there's an interesting, the the idea of Judeo-Christian art, it's not exactly correct because in, you don't see the Book of Esther in Christian art and people were trying to say, oh no, the Jerry Europa is it's early Christian art because Jews can't create graven images. And we yeah. can't create graven images, but we're allowed to create, we're allowed to create images. And therefore this, this synagogue is really a Jewish synagogue. And my thesis, at American was on the Sistine ceiling, the chapel of the Sistine, the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel, sorry. And um, I studied, there are 12 bronze medallions that go down the center spine of the Sistine Chapel ceiling. And I related it back to the second temple. So. Wow, wow. so the, the connection really of like truly Judeo and then truly Christian art connected. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Through, through some, so through some like universal symbols, or through yeah. just yeah the art, the the bridge the bridge of art that art history gives yeah. us. Yeah, you know. was definitely it's through good. the stories that each medallion told and the procession 
towards the nave of the church of the Sistine Chapel, mimics the procession towards the Holy of Holies in the Second Temple. Okay. That's what I connected interesting, to. Interesting, interesting. I'm actually, yeah, like just doing some research on this too, like the yeah, the Holy of Holies, you know, just listening yeah. to podcasts, you know, to, to yeah, talk about these things. It's really so fascinating to talk about the Holy of Holies because like not, I don't think everyone's allowed in there. It's only certain, just like yeah. in the Sistine Chapel, only certain priests are allowed sure. to nave, only certain uh, rabbis are allowed to go to the Holy of Holies. Sure, sure. So that, yeah, how connected those two histories are. And mm-hmm. then I guess specifically the Catholic Church kind of repeating this history and kind of how it's organized. It's mm-hmm. even it's yeah architecture and things. Yeah, exactly. Or even the even, other the garments, the clothing, the, things like that. It's yeah, even a situation of to. even the way the Sistine Chapel is situated mimics the the same situation of the the Second Temple. So that's it's just uh-huh. so across so many different ways. Just so so interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think you, I, you know, I. I I don't think I did a tour when I went through the Sistine Chapel. Mm-hmm. We just went in, but I can imagine that would be something that would be very spoken of, you know. <laughs> I would, yeah, I would love to go to the Sistine Chapel and just lie down on the floor and exactly. look up at the ceiling. Yeah, there's some really interesting things there, and, and including in the side room, side chapels. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Just like the things that are across from the very famous painting that you know, mm-hmm. you know, it's like the School mm-hmm. of Athens is on one wall and then opposite that is this uh painting that you know is not very known but it's it's almost talking about the same things but yeah. in a totally different way yeah more of like the, so you got the philosophical painting and then across from it this theological argument exactly. painting you know very powerful just how they communicate to each other you know yeah yeah even within the room how these things communicate yeah. and that's and that since it is so yeah, like, you know, frescoes being built into the space. It was very mm-hmm. thoughtful and conscious. It's almost like yeah. uh, without experiencing that firsthand, it's it's like, yeah, not entirely the, the full experience for sure. And, uh, no, yeah, yeah I want to go. I just, I hear they're not, and I hear they kind of just like shove you in, you're in for a few minutes, and then they, <laughs> they move yeah, you I guess, on. I guess, so. Yeah, I guess it's like, there's probably like a good time of day to go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but who I knows? Right now. Yeah. Oh, very cool. So, I mean, I, so that sounds super interesting. Um, you definitely like delved into that in college. And I know uh, coming out of college, you had a lot of experiences um, just right away working in museums, um, mm-hmm. the, the Holocaust Museum down in D.C. Uh, the, uh, the uh, what was the other ones? Yeah. Tell me. Tell me more about those. I worked at the Holocaust Museum in graduate school and I worked with survivors. And that was one of the most humbling experiences of my life to be able to work with people who just saw experience true cruelty and evil and to come out of it and still be able to talk about it and educate people about it is something that was not lost on me and i was there for about a year uh after Mm -hmm. that i um when i was done with grad school i went to the jewish museum which was fun it was, I, yeah. I actually had a job in between. I had a job doing um, image reproduction for a company called 1000 Museums. And then I went to the Jewish Museum and I worked in the um, the gift shop where you kind of have to know like every exhibition that's going on so you can sell sure, sure. the goods and the goods to the customers. And we had some amazing things in stock. I never quite got, I was never really good at wrapping gifts. I was very, definitely very good at selling gifts. And, <laughs> So, sure, sure. Because you knew, yeah. so you almost had the, 
the art historian perspective on these items being exactly sold exactly those um, early gigs coming out of college I'm interested more in this the survivor story so when you were working at the Holocaust Museum um, so you were basically creating new exhibitions based on people's stories or was it just research for future um, exhibits or working directly um, with survivors on so far? It was more working directly with survivors and we would have people come in from different schools, from different countries to speak with them. Some of them traveled. Yeah. So it was more arranging that. And I okay. had a supervisor. I worked with my supervisor and I came up with um, some bios for some of the Holocaust. I got to Holocaust survivors. So I got to stretch my... Um, my writing muscle and we would bring sure. them to them. If they liked them, we'd publish them on the website. If they didn't, we just didn't touch it. That's fine. But I worked, I worked very sure. closely with a good, a select group of survivors and heard their, their stories yeah. and watched people from yeah. like kids from Germany saying, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And the survivors saying, you don't, oh, boy. you don't have anything to be sorry for. This is not, yeah, it's it's not, not that type of situation. It was just, it was, it was moving and it was yeah. humbling and it was a very transformative experience. Sure. So it sounds like even just very kindred to your first interest in art history, which was so much mm -hmm. about the storytelling, the, story. the history, yeah. the culture. Um, Definitely. And, and then being very much so in a hands-on position, even in these you know jobs working, you know, mm -hmm. even if it's the gift shop, there's like a, a power of the museum that's, that's, require you know it present fully for its attendees but also kind of uh there's requirements of the, any worker to have a knowledge mm -hmm. and a, a base to really be able to just share this story which is a, a shared human story and but owned mm -hmm. by very much so the museum as a as a means of uh, presenting it to to the people to to Correct. the public which is pretty awesome so yeah so definitely cool i i think um especially with that that holocaust uh, story there i know that you grew up Jewish, and this is your uh, your mm -hmm. history on, on some level too. So I'm yeah. sure that was just powerful personally. It was. It yeah, was completely because it's not lost on me that this, this these survivors of the Holocaust are they're dying off. They're of the age where yeah, they're yeah. dying off, and it it wasn't lost on me that these need to be that I was bearing witness to history. And sure, sure. Perhaps grandiose as that sounds, but it's it's true. It was it was bearing witness, very important witness to history. Yeah, I can I can imagine like, yeah, just going home at the end of the day, I would I, I would think the journal is just popping open because like I gotta write yeah. this down. I gotta yeah. I gotta have some way I mean you're already doing it as part of the job, but just your very personal response, you know, to mm -hmm. to that experience. So it's so intense. I mean mm -hmm. that's kind of a cool yeah nature of the the art art history world, like just being especially in living history, you know, this is, you know, yeah. people that are, survived this thing and very yeah. crazy and powerful. So awesome. Exactly. I, I mean, so art history, is this still a love of yours? Is this still something that you're interested in? Is there books that we should check out that you're into? Is there? <laughs> um, it's still very much a passion of mine. I would say just get to museums, get to go look for the gift shops and because gift shops are always selling books. And if you have, like my favorite painting is a portrait of Adele Bloss Barrel One. It's a beautiful, it's a gold painting. Again, it has, it has history and roots in the Holocaust, which is, I guess, a theme throughout my life. And it's at the Noya Gallery. And I could very well be pronouncing that wrong in New York City. And just like 
get to them, get to museums if you can, look in gift shops. If not, your computer is your best friend. That's what I would gotcha. recommend. Yeah. Very cool. So how do you end up being uh, in this world of uh, Br Bridgman? How did that job come about? Was there jobs that led to it? That job came about because I was at a company called Mural where we made, um, oh, what was the party line again? It's been so long since I've been there. But we we made digital um, digital art frames where you could display a picture okay, yeah. and it looked realistic to the painting. And Bridgman Images, we got image Mural got images from Bridgman Images. And when Mural let me go, I was looking for different jobs. And I was talking to one of my coworkers and she we were looking on a site and she pointed to a Bridgman listing and said, You could do that job. And she knew awesome. the president of the New York office and she talked to him and I got an interview and I interviewed with him and it went okay. And I figured maybe, maybe I could possibly get this job. And then I interviewed right. with <laughs> I interviewed with the um, the former uh, CEO of the whole company, and it went really well. And then I got I got the job offer, and I started October third, and two thousand nineteen. Awesome. Nice. So you've 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 weathered a a uh, pandemic in the I've process. I've weathered a pandemic. <laughs> I've been working from home longer than I worked in the office. Wow! Which is yeah. Crazy. So, do you find it. yourself just like? I mean, I'm sure there's there's a lot of just, you know, the work that you have to deal with. Mm -hmm. Is there moments as you're going through images and parsing images for people like they're just like, oh, I've never seen this. You know, and it's like all bringing you back into art history and that world. There's definitely a lot of, oh, my goodness, we have that moment when <laughs> yes. I'm putting together um, an invoice. But what I like to look through, I like to look through our collection and see what we have, see what we're getting, because we have a fair amount of contemporary artists that yeah, okay. just are creating beautiful work and should be seen just as much as your Van Goghs. Uh, not to, I don't think I put Van Gogh out in that moment, but sure. I just, I think it's, it's so important to see who's coming up. Sure. Who's good, yeah. who, who we are going to be studying in the next, in the canon of our history in the next 20, 30 years. So I'd like to look at, I like to look through the, um, I like to search little words and then see, oh, we have that? Okay, very cool. Yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. Nice. Do you have a favorite contemporary artist? I'm I'm very interested in the work of BIPOC artists. So nice. Yeah. Right. Very cool. What what interests yeah. you about that? I think because the canon of art history has been predominantly very male and white, that it's good to yeah. get an it's you have to get a new you have to it, we can't open ourselves up to more art. We can't open ourselves up to more knowledge if we don't include the opposite of that. Sure, sure. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. All right. Um, so I know you talk about properly composed burritos. In properly your bio. composed you burritos. Yeah. Um, but I'm more interested in the second part there and of raising course. awareness about mental health. So can you talk yeah. a little bit about that? What what is what does this mean to you? What do you, what do you do in terms of raising awareness? Like, uh, I know it's definitely a, a, a topic that I, I love mm -hmm. is spoken about more than ever. Mm -hmm. um, I I don't think we had language even to you know talk about things that I grew up with, just friends mm -hmm. and, and I like dealing with any sort of you know mental illness issues. Mm -hmm. I 
I, you know, I never suffered any extremes, but definitely would have been nice to be able to understand what, what was going on a little bit through like just, just, you know, adolescence and okay, you can name this, you know, you can, um, this is not a disorder, but you can explain it Mm -hmm. just psychologically what's going on. Um, Mm -hmm. so as I was educated in this, it definitely helped. So for you, what does it, um, what does this mean? Yeah. What does it mean to raise awareness about mental health? It means what it means to me is to make sure that if I'm concerned about other people, like I want other people to know you are not alone, you know, what you're feeling is in a way to your brain is normal because your brain may lack certain receptors and certain that it's not, I want people to know that it's not this, it doesn't need to be this shrouded in mystery thing. It's that your, your brain is simply is not able to do this and you need help compensating for that, whether it be through therapy, whether it be through medication, just whatever you can do to get, I don't want to say get your brain to normal, but to get it towards functioning and you're not sleeping all day and you're not, you know, you're not listless and unable to focus. I, I just, it's very important to me that people know that they're not alone and that there's, there are reasons why they're feeling the way they're feeling and that there's help out there in many, many different forms. Nice. That's great. And I think it's, yeah, it's really important as a, Mm -hmm. yeah, just modern day society. This is where we're at. Again, we have language, we have people who work in these fields. There's people Mm -hmm. who are there to help. Um, and Mm -hmm. I do think, uh, yeah, just, just raising, you know, as, as they say, the stigma-free kind of mindset about yeah. these things yeah. um, just really helps, yeah, just, you know, people be willing to get help, you know, because mm-hmm. I think for many, many generations, like self-medication, yeah. whether it's alcohol, drugs, whatever, like is just definitely a real thing and this self-medicating not being the way to go and ultimately getting help, you know, professional I- help. with, and, and sometimes all it takes is, you know, conversations with the therapist, you know, mm-hmm. here and there, you know, weekly or whatever it is. Yeah, I so. definitely couldn't agree more. There's definitely, this is real. I feel like the big takeaway is like, this is real, but there's no reason to suffer. And I hope, yeah. I hope more people can come to know that, that there's, there is a light at the end of the tunnel that there can be, it may take a while to get there, but sure. there is definitely light at the end of the tunnel. I'm proof of that. I when I was in the deepest and the darkest period of my mental illness, I definitely didn't think that there was a way over this hurdle, but there is. There just, yeah. there still is, and it's, it can be wonderful. Yeah, that's great. So for, for yourself, it's just therapy helped and people just helped counselors and Therapy helped. Medication has been very integral. I am I am bipolar, and mm. it is important to be on the right medications, and I am on those, so that is good. Yeah. And we've adjusted things here and there throughout the years, but for the most part, I've been on the same types of medications since yeah. for the past four years. Awesome. So that just helps. Yeah, just make life go instead of pausing right exactly (laughs) definitely yes moving forward yeah seek out the help you know and whatever i I, you know hopefully there's uh i know there was an issue for a long time like health insurance not covering therapists but now it seems to be better and hopefully there's there's an obamacare plan out there somewhere that covers health care costs in terms of mental illness (laughs) it's like ridiculous 
<laughs> that we are in that state of the world, but you know, where there's not help, you know, for just as much as physical yeah. physical ailments and illness, yeah, mental illness and mm-hmm. and not even always like something that can be named as a mental illness, just like the need for a support structure that mm-hmm. could very well come in the form of, of therapy, you know, and just yeah. Um, or just not, ha, talking to a therapist long enough to know how to talk to other people, whatever it yeah. is, like people in your life, loved ones that you need to say things to, like how to say those things. And exactly. Modern, and modern day society is a little rough in terms of like communication. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. What that you and, you know, just listening. If someone has something to say, just be there to listen. Yeah. That always yeah. helps too. Yeah. And that's it. And I think, you know, as, you as a person, uh, you know, I've always known to be empathetic, passionate, um, a great listener, yeah. like, you know, someone who's genuinely showing care. And I, I think that's the sensitivity of you. Um, definitely has always been impressive. And I know that's also the thing that sometimes has challenged you, you know, with, with mental issues too. And, mm-hmm. and so it's awesome to, to mm-hmm. know that you're in a good spot and, Thank you. you know, I am. For, I really forging am. forward, you know, forging forward and uh, life moving on. So it, thank you for being bold enough to talk about that here, too. I thank think you. it's important. And, I, you know, it's you. come up a few times in this in recordings. And I think uh, it's definitely always like there's there's a success story, you know, yeah. and it, 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 in terms of just like, yeah, like this is a big deal. I'm able to do this, this and this now. And mm-hmm. for some, it's uh, creating music or art and some it's mm-hmm. like, you know, just I, you know, writing whatever, and then, you know, for you definitely uh, now getting to be a, an advocate for others as yeah. well, which is great. Yeah, nice. So, quick note on comp- and well composed burritos. On a lighter note. <laughs> on a lighter note, well composed burritos. You know, you just have to put a good base down and put everything <laughs> proportioned so you can wrap it up nicely. So you don't want to go too big, right? I, no, you don't want to go too big, or it's it's like out the side. So, you might need a second wrap. You might need a second yeah. wrap. You don't want to do the second <laughs> wrap, but you might need a second wrap. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't you don't want to because then it just adds like too much filler. Yeah, but. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I guess you could always opt for a bowl, but that's totally different. You could, but that's that's a whole different ball game. Exactly, so, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it has all the same ingredients besides the wrap. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So do you have um just, just prospects. Do you have like a, a dream job in mind? Do you have any interest in like uh, writing uh, a book on art history? Do you have? Uh, are you are you just loving life and enjoying what you're doing right now? I'm loving life and enjoying what I'm doing right now. I mean, I've always had the dream in the back of my mind that I'd like to curate exhibitions okay, awesome. and curate uh, museum shows. But um, I'm pretty content with where I am right now. I mean, I'll always. Definitely, like Jones said, you must consistently leave your comfort zone. I'll do that one day, but for now, I'm pretty good. <laughs> sure, sure. And I think there's something wonderful and about uh, just yeah having a somewhat consistent life and simplicity, right? So there's yeah. there's a beauty in that. Um, I know in college, weren't you like uh, kind of like stage managing and theater and things like that as well? I did. That's true. I stage managed the show, and it it's it put me off of theater because I realized I couldn't do what other people just comes naturally to them. So it's so intense, right? (laughs) So intense. And it just, it didn't come naturally to me, but I have friends who have been doing it for years and they're just, they work on Saturday night live. They work on Broadway. They work on 
uh, Good Morning America, um, oh, uh, The View. Yeah. So it's I respect cool. it because like you know when you if you can't for me when I can't do something and someone can do it so well I just I have to respect that. Well, it's cool. I mean, I think it's it's great that you tried you yeah. try things in life, right? So like you try this out, like, all right, this is not for me. I, I recently did yeah. a, you know, an uh, interview for a uh, supervisor position. And I was like, oh, this is like way over my head. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, I'm going to stick with teaching for a while longer. Exactly. <laughs> it's yeah, like, it's important to know what you can't, you what you are and are not capable of. I yeah, think. I want to think it's, it's also personality, right? So like you feel... Yeah out of sorts sometimes in certain positions or in certain, you know, like, yeah, volunteer jobs even. And it's like, okay, this is, this is a good experience. You know, I got to do this and that, mm-hmm. but I, I don't need that. I, I can just stick with this, this version mm-hmm. of life and it's definitely a good version and that's awesome. And, uh, and then, you know, speaking from an artist's point of view, we need, we need Joanna Smith to support our arts and, yeah. and, 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 and like kind of witness the, the next chapter in art history, which is contemporary art. And, yeah. Um, and she does. Even, she does support it very much. <laughs> I know. And it's awesome. And I, I appreciate that about you as well. I, I do think that, uh, you know, that's, that's super significant and very important in terms of, uh, yeah, like audience. Like I, there's, it's such a rough experience being an artist in America. <laughs> so it it's is. so good to have people who support, <laughs> you know, it is. It's so it can be so prohibitive, I find, in so many different ways that you wouldn't even yeah. think of that it's just important to support, support, support where you can. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's great. It's very cool. Well, thank you for doing this. I think it's definitely uh, interesting. How thank do we uh, connect with you if we have art history questions or connections if about you image rights? <laughs> have an art history question or image rights, you can. You can email me. I can give you my email. Uh, you can hit me up on Instagram, and I can help with that. Do you want me to share? Yeah, just share Instagram. That's easy enough. My Instagram is at Joanner Bananer, J-O-A-N-N-E-R, B-A-N-A-N-E-R. Nice. Um, that's because when I was little, I have a grandmother who's from Queens, and when I was very little, I said, Grandma, you call me Joanner, and she got really upset with me. But it's like to look back on it, it's really funny. So my my Instagram handle is Joanna Banana. There there may be people in my family who say Soder. Soder, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know that New York City, we have, we love New that York New York City. City. But yeah, I was really cool. I was like, you call me Joanna, and she's not happy with me. Nice. Are you uh, in New Jersey? Or are you in New York? I'm work, in New York City. I live at the very top of Manhattan in Washington Heights. Nice. I technically live in the on the highest point in Manhattan. So okay, cool. there's a park next to my building, not next to my building, but right by my building that has a plaque that says to that effect, you are at the highest That's point in awesome. Manhattan. And I'll go stand I think and I'll I live like, oh. That's nice. I, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's always cool when you can claim something. I think we live in the highest lake community in New Jersey. Really? Wow. <laughs> a tall elevation. Good for <laughs> so, you. That's great. So we can claim we, we live on the on top of the hill, I guess. Nice. You do definitely live on a hill. I've been up the hill. Yeah. It's definitely a hill. It. Yeah. Um, so the uh, other question I want to ask was any advice, just like cultural advice, like as you're out there, you're living in the city, um, what, what museums to frequent? What, you know, like, have you been back in museums since? Uh, um, I went to the Cloisters, which is up here in Fort Triumph Park. It is a hidden gem 
It has oh, yeah. beautiful art. It has beautiful tapestry. It has indoor and outdoor space. If you're willing to make the trek up Manhattan, it's really worth it. Yeah, it's really a beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. Space, it's stunning. It's, it's definitely like an experience just for the space itself and then the artwork. Is amazing. It is. It definitely is. Um, for your love of contemporary art, where do you where do you go for that? For my love of contemporary art, for, um, for not contemporary art, I go to the Whitney Museum. Yeah. I haven't been there in a little while, but I like to go to the Whitney Museum. It's in it's in um they built a whole new space uh, in the Meatpacking yeah. District, and it's fun to go there and see what they have yeah. on display. The biennials. So the biennial, which I was supposed to happen last year and obviously for obvious reasons didn't happen yeah. i think sure. i could be very wrong about that but yeah well, who knows what happened online exactly. virtually and what didn't it's like yeah. i stopped paying attention like i can't do any more virtual stuff so but we are in a time where we can head back out there and yeah. get our fill of art which is nice and exactly um, definitely, very nice. definitely yeah. definitely cool to hear your love of that um what about uh yeah i mean i guess there's like i mean i so there's this whole industry that you're in the midst of for like the average person like me, I need rights to use this image. Mm -hmm. Could I contact Bridgman? Is this something that I could do? You can definitely contact if you have an so image like that you want available. rights to, you can definitely visit bridgmanimages.com and yeah. fill out a questionnaire form and, and I will make either I'll get back to you or one of the account managers will get back to you and help you with the process. Yeah. That's awesome. Bridgmanimages.com. Yeah, and it's like the legit way to do things. And I mean, as educators, it's like you get away with certain things. But as as ones who produce things that you're putting out there for publication or whatnot, it's it's definitely you need to get right. So yeah. and some images are very important. So it's like how, how do I get yeah. access to this? And uh, as my sister is writing a book on media right now, I wonder if this oh, is wow. a dilemma of hers. So I, she may be in touch. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for coming on. It was great Thank to talk you with you. Me. See you. And I'll uh, keep in touch. Okay, best to you and Kristen and the kids. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to This is the Knowledge Podcast! Thank you for listening to this podcast. Up next on Wednesday morning, we have radio host Adam Z, who will bring us into his love of rock and roll and his radio shows. Follow along on Instagram and online at The Stolen Hours Podcast. As always, support our intro music creator, Jay Agnish, who has new songs out there. Take care!